0: On tonight's edition of the Virtual Bible Study, we want to talk about hate. That's kind of an interesting subject. Uh, I think usually when people think about Bible study, they think about talking about love. But the Bible actually addresses the subject of hate, and we want to look to that in our study tonight. Stay, stay tuned as the Virtual Bible Study is set to begin.
1: one five or by emailing your questions or comments from collegeview.com. We hope you'll take out your Bibles and study along with us as we begin an exciting study of God's Word on this edition
0: of the Virtual Bible Study. And this is the Virtual Bible Study for June the 9th, 2022. Thanks for being with us on the Virtual Bible Study tonight. My name is Greg Gwynn. With me tonight is Josh McCord. Josh, thanks for being with us on the Virtual Bible Study again. Greg, good to be here with you. And behind the board running all the controls as usual is our friend Kyle Barnes. Kyle, thanks. It's good to be here. want to give a little heads up, we're trying to give a a, a long-range advance notice of an event that we're going to have here in Columbia, Tennessee, July 18th and 19th, that's about five weeks away, a little over five weeks away, July 18th and 19th, it's a Monday and Tuesday night, we're going to be able to resume our community Bible study series. The last two years we had to suspend that because of... COVID concerns, but we're going to be back at it this uh, summer, Lord willing. And so if you are in Middle Tennessee, if you're within a driving distance of Columbia, Tennessee, we hope you'll mark your calendars and plan to join us for the Community Bible Study July 18th and 19th. Our speaker is going to be Donnie Rader. Uh, I think uh, many of our listeners know Donnie or know of Donnie. He's a great speaker and a good Bible student. Our theme for the study this year is going to be family and parenting concerns in this modern world. You know, there's a lot going on, Josh. I mean, all kinds of craziness actually uh, affecting families and and affecting children. Parents got to be concerned. We're going to be talking about those kind of things. Sure, certainly appropriate. So we hope that if you can, if you're within driving distance of Columbia, Tennessee, you'll plan to join us on July 18th and 19th. We'll say more about that as we get a little closer, but that's only about five weeks away. All right. For our study tonight, we want to talk about what the Bible has to say about hate. Again, as I said earlier, usually I think people think the Bible says a lot about love.
2: It does, but actually the Bible talks about hate too. Doesn't it, Josh? It does. It does. Yeah, I think you're right. People would focus on love mainly. I think that's a mistake, really, overall. People want to focus on love exclusively exclusively, and, and leave out all the other things that are mentioned, like like hating things that we're going to talk about, evil and so forth. But uh, God is love, but God also hates some things. And, and the Bible talks about how we ought to hate some things.
0: Yeah. Uh, Earlier today, we sent out to our update list these questions. If you're not on our list, get on it by sending us an email to questions at collegeview.com. Just say, add me to the list, and we will. And on Thursdays about midday, you get a, an email from us telling about the topic for discussion uh, that evening. And today, we sent out these questions. Number one, the message of today's world is that we should never hate anyone or anything. Uh, is this correct? Number two, the Bible uses the word hate in at least three distinct ways. Find places where each of these are illustrated and explain if hating in these ways is right or wrong. For instance, it talks about hating And a malicious, uh, in regards to malicious and unjustifiable feelings toward others, that's one way hate is described. Secondly, hate is described as a feeling of aversion toward what is evil. Thirdly, hate is uh, designated as an expression of relative preference of one thing over another. So there are at least those three distinct ways that hate is described, or or the word hate is used in the scriptures, and we want to talk about all three. Having covered that, then we want to ask the question, does God hate? And in what ways does he hate if he does? Number four, what kind of things should we hate? Uh, and then finally, what kind of things should we prefer to the point that other things are seemingly hated? All right. So what about today's world, Josh? Uh, uh, we're told you shouldn't hate
2: anything or anybody. Right. Uh, that's, that's very common. Yeah, it's talked about a lot, I think. Uh, there are, uh, crimes that are considered hate crimes. There's speech that is considered hate speech. There is, uh, I, I guess probably a lot of things have been considered hateful in nature. Uh, and so it has to be avoided at all costs, especially if you, if you turn on the news or watch anything on social media. You, you can't hate anything. You can't hate any, uh, any action and it's got to all be about love and, inc- and, you know, inclusiveness and, and so, Really, really a, a popular theme, I think. But I think, uh, from a Christian's perspective, uh, I think we need to understand what what we should be uh, loving, what we should be hating. Yeah, you know, uh,
0: recently we had a, a, a you and I uh, discussed homosexuality from the biblical perspective. You know, we, we we addressed a video that we found on YouTube, where a couple of individuals were trying to defend homosexuality. Using the Bible, and and we just don't believe that, and we we don't accept their conclusions, and we tried to explain why. Uh, well, we got some negative feedback, as you might expect. If you speak out against homosexuality, that's hate speech, right. and and you are a hater. But what's amazing is those who who throw those objections our way. Well, they call us bigots and racists and homophobes. They use all kind of derogatory uh terminology directed at us claiming that we are haters well we don't we don't hate homosexuals uh, we're going to talk about hating the sin of homosexuality and ha- hating all sin but we don't we don't hate individuals who are homosexual, but the people who object to our position on that question
2: i i say this I don't think it seems like they're doing a little hating there right i agree yeah i mean actually our motivation is love you know we we understand the Bible's god's word and this is uh god's plan is is uh for man one man and one woman to be married for life and so we talked about that and how homosexuality is against god's plan and that's a our motivation is love we want people to be right with god and that's why we we do virtual bible studies around topics like that
0: yeah i think so you know there's actually a contrast between love and hate and if we don't understand both, and I, I would argue, Josh, I don't know what you think about this, but I would argue that if we, if we don't have a proper concept of hating things that should be hated, then I'm not sure that we can properly love things that should be loved. Okay, that's I, true. So, uh, again, to, to, to just simply eradicate hate is not the right answer. It, it, it's, 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 Hating in the sense that the Bible describes we should hate certain things. And and uh, so we want to talk about that. Uh, so, again, the message of today's world is that we should never hate anything or anyone. And is that correct? Uh, we got an email from Jim in Kentucky. He said uh, we should hate sin. He references Revelation 2, verse 15, which we'll talk about more in a minute. We should hate all forms of evil or abhor it. Romans 12, verse 9. So Jim is saying, actually, the Bible, and, and this is this is the necessary conclusion, the Bible commands us to hate certain things. It doesn't say, don't hate anything, don't hate anybody. The Bible actually instructs us to hate certain things, and so we want to identify that. Uh, Dwight in Iowa says, uh, we are to hate evil, but not man. We are to love man and hate the evil or the sin that they do. God so loved the world, uh, mankind, that is, that he gave his son Jesus to die for their sins. Jude 22 and 23 says, On some have compassion, making a distinction. On others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. So uh, uh, Dwight uh, is in agreement with us that there's some things that have to be hated. All right, so the first question I hope everybody will agree is a pretty simple one. The, the world is wrong about never hate anything or anybody. The, or, the world is wrong about that. Uh, so let's look to the, the ways that the Bible uses the word hate. So let's start out with one area that I, I would hope we can get pretty unanimous agreement on, Josh. The Bible describes... Malicious and unjustifiable feelings toward others uh, as something that we should avoid.
2: Uh, what? Give us an example of that, John. Well, uh, there's there's so many examples of of those kind of things, but just just one of the most popular verses in in the Bible is John three sixteen. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, and so. Uh, the the gospel is for all. God loves all, and so for us to have malicious and uh, you know, as your as your question says, unjustifiable feelings toward others. If I hate a person, uh, and and I just wish the the worst kinds of uh, bad to come upon him, then I've got I've got wrong in my heart, and I need to repent of that. I need to change exactly, that. Exactly. And, and right. there's so many verses in the Bible that talk about that.
0: Exactly right. First uh, John chapter two verse nine. 1 John 2, verse 9, He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whether he goeth, because that darkness has blinded his eyes. So John represents having that kind of unjustifiable hate toward a brother, is, it, it, it blinds us to all kinds of things and and, and we're actually walking in darkness. Uh, John had a lot to say about that sort of thing. First John 3, verse 15, just uh, one chapter later, First John 3, 15, Whosoever hateth his brother is a murderer, and ye know that no murderer hath eternal life abiding in him. So, that, that's pretty serious business. I, I mean, uh, if, if I have this malicious, unjustifiable feeling toward others, then I've put my soul at risk for sure. So that's one of the ways that the Bible does use the idea of hate, and it's forbidden to us. So, you know, we said never hate anybody or anything. I might back that up and say never hate anybody. I think we could agree with that. I don't think we can agree with don't hate anything, but I think we can agree with don't hate anybody. And the scriptures are warning us about yeah, that. I think same thing. Uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Jim says uh, malicious or unjustified feelings toward others is wrong. And he references 1 John 3.15 that we just read that it puts us... Uh, in darkness, it's like murder, it's like, it's like being a murderer. Not literally, of course, but the person who can have that kind of feelings in his heart is just at that same level as the person who would actually take action on that and actually do physical harm to someone. Uh, obviously, you know, we often, we often say that thoughts precede actions. So I'm not I I'm not going to do harm to someone until I first have dwelt upon that and stewed it in my mind, you know, and I just get all worked. and then finally if I allow myself to have that tremendous hatred in my heart, then I'll probably act out on it and do harm. But uh that's why we've got to be so careful. Um First John, oh, uh, Dwight in Iowa says references that other verse we read. First John 2.11, he who hates his brother is in darkness, walks in darkness, does not know where he's going because darkness has blinded his eyes. Dwight says this type of hate is sin. I, I think that's the way we've got to identify it. That sort of hatred is a sin. So I hope that those who are listening to our, our study tonight, if they don't take away anything else, please accept this as our position, we are we are in agreement that w- we cannot have these malicious, unjustified feelings toward anybody else. We can't hate in that way.
2: Yeah, yeah I was going to uh, say in First John 4, uh, he says in verse 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God, and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And so he, he was talking, again, God loves the world, and... Uh, his children should love everybody else and show that love to him. That's how we show that we're of God and we know Him.
0: The verse you referenced earlier, uh, John three sixteen, God so loved the world. God loved the God loved the world so much that He gave His only begotten Son. Uh, in Romans chapter five, it says uh, uh, in verse eight, God commendeth His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Christ didn't die because we were great and wonderful, and so and because we were just really lovable people. You know, Jesus died because we were such great lovable people. No, Christ died even while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us, and so God didn't ha- God didn't hate us. He loved us even though we were sinners, deserving condemnation. He sent His Son to die for us. God so loved the world. Uh God commended His love to us uh in that. While we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, and so that—that's that, the—that's the—that's the ideal. Unlovable people were loved by God. That includes us, and so we need to love everybody. Uh, we need to have that love in our hearts, and hopefully we do. And I would just take this back one more time, Josh, to that discussion of homosexuality. And we've tried to make this clear through many episodes of the virtual Bible study, and over a number of years, we've always tried to say the sin is condemned. We hate the sin, but we love the sinner and what, what's best for them. You know, we're, we're not doing any hating on people. All right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's our motivation. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's look at a couple of other ways that hate is used uh, in the Bible. So the, the first way that we just discussed is these malicious, unjustified feelings toward other people. We're not to do that. We are not to hate in that fashion. But there's a couple of ways that hate is used that we actually are supposed to do. And we'll talk about those when we come back from this break. Are you listening? There's going to be
1: a test on this stuff. Stay tuned. The virtual Bible study will be right back after this. Here's a quick thought. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Real trust in the Lord often calls us to throw aside what seems a logical choice. When you acknowledge him in all your ways, you will be blessed.
0: Seize the day. Here's some quotes worth pondering. Patience and perseverance have a magical effect before which difficulties disappear and obstacles vanish. Failure to prepare is preparing to fail. You are never too old to set another goal. The secret of success is consistency of purpose. You have to decide what your highest priorities are and have the courage to say no to other things. One of the hardest jobs facing kids today is learning good manners without seeing any. He does not really believe who does not live according to his belief. Man, wish I'd said that.
1: Missed a recent virtual Bible study program? Listen to any of our past programs from the archive section of our website.
0: Now, back to the virtual Bible study. And we're talking about what the Bible says about hate on the virtual Bible study tonight. Hopefully we've covered one area that... We can have complete agreement about, and that is that we're not supposed to hate people. Uh, but there is a sense that we are supposed to hate some things. Uh, the Bible describes a feeling of aversion toward that which is evil. Josh, help us out on that.
2: Yeah, I, I think that, uh, the Bible talks about a lot of things that, uh, that evil and how we should treat it. Um, let's see, in, uh, psalm 119 and verse 104 let me get let me get turned over there uh, of course psalm 119 is all about the word of god and in uh, verse 104 it says through thy precepts i get understanding therefore i hate every false way uh and so i hate in that sense means i want to stay away from that i don't want to get involved in any false way i want to love the truth and so i hate the false ways and uh and so I think that feeling of aversion toward evil, I don't want to get involved in that. It's evil and wrong.
0: Yeah. And so, you know, there's a, there's a place where the concept of hatred is used in a positive way. Right. The, that that the psalmist wasn't describing some horrible attribute on his part. He was actually describing something that was good and that we ought to emulate. Yeah, that's yeah, proper to hate. Yeah. Um and uh in our email from Jim in Kentucky, he says uh he, he references Revelation two fifteen. Revelation two fifteen he says, uh so the church at Pergamos was commended oh, oh no, excuse me, the church at Pergamos was condemned because it says in Revelation two verse fifteen, Thou hast them there that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. So uh there God had this um uh, aversion a feeling of aversion toward the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. The Lord said, I hate the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. So the Lord could do that. He, uh, This is the Lord Jesus who's saying this. And so we're to emulate him. Would we be out of bounds if we were to say, I hate the doctrine of once saved, always saved? I hate the doctrine of salvation by faith only before and without baptism for the remission of sins. You know I I I I think we'd be completely on track to use that terminology we don't usually use that kind of terminology but it wouldn't be out of bounds we'd be imitating our lord when we hate false doctrine right you know that in in that verse in revelation 215 there's always been a lot of speculation about what was the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. And there's a lot of different opinions. It doesn't really matter. It was a false doctrine and the Lord hated it. Uh, and he, he, he's warning the church at Pergamos because they were tolerating that doctrine, which he
2: hated. We should hate what he hates. We should hate false doctrine. Yeah. They're also in Revelation two to, to the letter at the church at Ephesus in verse six. Uh, it says, but this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And so there they were commended for hating that false doctrine. Yeah. He says, I hate that, and you hate it too, and so I'm I'm commending you for that. That's one good thing you've got going for you. You're hating that false doctrine.
0: Yeah. Um. Dwight and Iowa references Psalm one nineteen one o four which you already read through your precepts. I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way you know that that 's a pretty high bar I hate every false way yeah you know that that 's what we that's that 's what we 've got to be striving you know I hate some things, but some things ah i 'm pretty tolerant of. Yeah. no i got to hate all, every false way so it 's not just that i can hate i 'm supposed to hate i 'm commanded, and and it 's got to be a hate a, a an across the board hatred of every false way that's that that person put a puts a pretty big job on us
2: I to agree. do that i agree um in the in the chat room david references proverbs eight and verse thirteen uh, it says the fear of the lord is to hate evil pride and arrogancy in the evil way and the froward mouth do i hate and so so again same same thing we're talking about the fear of the Lord is to hate evil if you fear God you're going to hate evil yeah uh
0: Dwight uh and I was suggested Romans 12 9 let love be without hypocrisy abhor that which is evil cleave to that which is good so there there's another command to abhor or hate what is evil you know i, I I'm concerned Josh in our modern world that we have Sort of allowed ourselves to become calloused to sin. And we don't hate it. We, you know, and, and, and the, the, the worldly people have actually done a pretty effective job of wearing us down. You know, so we watch TV shows and there's a homosexual character on this TV show. But he's very kind and lovable. There is a character on the show who's despicable and he's the guy who opposes the homosexual you know and so we've been you know th- through many years our our society has tried to condition us in that way to accept to tolerate to not hate sinful things and i'm afraid it has affected us we it's around us all the time and and we're not even alarmed by it yeah. it doesn't bother us anymore
2: yeah. that's a bad thing well i think it's funny that you brought that up we were talking my My wife and I were talking last night about little kids' shows. We have to be careful about anything they can watch because things are starting to be put in there like that. you know a family comes in different you know different all different kinds and uh, shows are getting backlash for having a traditional family and yeah. uh, and and if you oppose that you 're not loving you 're not inclusive you 're hateful and you 're you know all these other things and so I think you 're right we 've been conditioned but we 've said this before,
0: but it is so true that. The people who preach tolerance actually are the most intolerant people That's of true. all. It yeah, just, they're, they're intolerant of our, yeah, our feelings yeah, and beliefs. Yeah, yeah. So, so the first way we talked about is malicious, hateful feelings toward others. We're not to do that, but we are to have an aversion toward all that is evil. We're to hate evil, Uh and and, and it's very appropriate. We're we're actually commanded to do it. It's not even an option to us. Well, you can, oh, Josh, if you want to hate homosexuality, go ahead. I'm just not going to go there. No, I'm not given that option. If it's a sin defined in the Bible, I've got to hate it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I think one of the things that, that's so key, if you are not uh, against error and against wrong and against sin, then you're really not for truth. And and I think that that is so key. If I'm loving truth, if I'm for that, then I've got to, to your point, hate evil and hate everything that stands up against the truth. Yeah. Um,
0: so th- those are two ways that the Bible uses the, the concept of hate. There's a third way, which is kind of interesting, and that is uh, the description of a, a relative preference for one thing over another. So, much, In other words, I prefer one thing so much that in relative terms, in contrast, it almost seems like I hate something else
2: because I prefer one thing so much. Can right. you give us an illustration of that? Yeah, well, the first thing I thought about was Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount, in Matthew 6, and verse 24. He said, No man can serve two masters, or either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So Jesus was just making the point that you're going you're to lean toward one or the other, and if I lean toward one, then I'm going to hate the other one. I'm yeah. going to you know, uh, have uh, yeah.
0: preference to one over the other. Yeah, exactly right. And we're going to see some other illustrations of that, but that is a, a sense in which the scriptures use the word hate. Uh Dwight in Iowa says, uh I love ice cream, I hate clam chowder. Well, you know, I, I would have to actually agree with him about that. But I do too. He he's just saying he loves one thing so much that he that the right. anything the other thing doesn't even hold a candle to it. He says, I love being healthy. I hate getting sick. I think we all do. But that's the kind of contrast we're talking about here. Uh Jim in Kentucky says, uh, Luke 14, 26, and, and this is a passage you gotta come up, uh, let, let's read that real quickly, uh, in Luke 14, Luke 14, verse 26, Jesus said, if any man, uh, come to me and hate not his father and his mother and his wife and his children, and his brethren and his sisters, yea, at his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. So, you know, this, this has been a, this has been a verse that's caused some consternation. I, I actually talked to a fellow one time who th- this was keeping him from even becoming a Christian because he had the impression that if he was going to be a Christian, he would hate, have to hate his father and mother. And he just couldn't bring himself to hate his father and mother. And so he was trying, he was putting a very literal interpretation on that verse which is not exactly the meaning of that because we're actually commanded to love our mother and father we're certainly commanded to love our wife and children we already said we're commanded to love our brethren and if we hate them uh, we're we're in, we're in jeopardy we're like a murderer so what how how Jesus is using this terminology is that we are to love him so much so That in contrast to that, even our, even our feelings for our mother, father, our wife, and children, our brother, and our sisters would, would seem like hate because the contrast is so stark and so, so enormous.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Christ is first. And so if, if what the Lord wants me to do is different from what my mom or dad wants me to do, I got to go with what Christ wants me to do. He's number one. And so in that sense, I'm, I'm hating my father and mother and I'm, and I'm following Christ, but it's, yeah, he's he's number one, and everybody else is, is after that.
0: Exactly right. Jim says uh, it's not teaching
2: us to actually hate our
0: parents, but to prefer Jesus over all others, even our parents. And so <clears throat> here's a situation. Uh, here's a wife who's a Christian, and she loves her husband. But her husband is saying, don't go to church this Sunday. Go to the lake with me. Well, she loves her husband, and she loves to go to the lake with her husband, but she loves the Lord more, way more, so much so that she wouldn't contemplate going to the lake with her husband, even though she loves to go there and she loves him, because she loves the Lord so much more. That's the kind of application yeah. we're talking about there. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Matthew 10 and verse 37, Jesus said, He that loveth father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. That's the same idea. The word hate isn't used yeah. in it, but it's the same idea. Yeah. I've got to be first, and everybody else has got to be after that. Yeah,
0: exactly right. All right, we're going to grab a break. When we come back, uh we'll, we'll talk about God and, and the fact that God hates. Uh And and so we, we've we got to understand that. We've, we've got to understand these different ways that the concept of hate is used. And and we're going to see that God hates in these last two senses that we just described. We'll talk about that when we get back from this break. Stay with us on the Virtual Bible Study. We'll continue right after this. After these important messages, we'll be back to take your
1: comments. Email them during this break. Hello, I'm Nick Law from Jennings, Florida. I
2: love to listen to the Virtual Bible Study and hear God's Word talk every Thursday night.
0: This is Greg Gwynn with this week's bullet point. Our bullet point this week comes from the pen of Bob Moorhead. The die has been cast. The decision has been made. I have stepped over the line. I won't look back, let up, slow down, or back away. My past is redeemed. My present makes sense. My future is secure. I'm finished and done with low living, mundane talking, and cheap giving. I no longer need preeminence or popularity. I don't have to be first, tops, recognized, praised, regarded, or rewarded. I now live by faith, walk with patience, serve in prayer, and labor with power. My face is set. My gate is fast. My goal is heaven. My road is narrow. My way is rough. My companions are few. My guide is reliable. My mission is clear. I cannot be bought, compromised, deterred, lured away, turned back, deluded, or delayed. I will not flinch in the face of sacrifice, hesitate in the presence of adversity, negotiate at the table of the enemy, ponder at the pool of popularity, or meander in the maze of mediocrity. I won't give up, shut up, let up, until I have stayed up, stored up, prayed up, paid up, and spoken up for the cause of Christ. I am a disciple of Jesus Christ. I must go till he comes, give till I drop, preach till all know, and work till he stops me. That's this week's bullet point. Think about it. Share your comment with the world. Call in now and be a part of the virtual Bible study. Now, back to the program. And we're back on the Virtual Bible Study. We want to remind you that the Virtual Bible Study is brought to you this time each week by the College View Church of Christ in Columbia, Tennessee. Find out more about the College View Church of Christ by going to our website, collegeview.com. Understand that College View is spelled kind of funny. C-O-L-L-E-G. College View. V-U-E at the end. So collegeview.com. And there's uh, all kind of resources on there, Kyle. We've got a lot of, we've got a lot of study. Materials on CollegeView com. Yeah, a lot of stuff on there, which there's links to this channel, the virtual Bible study, and our YouTube, uh, the College View live stream. So a lot of a lot of things you can add to your Bible study. So you, you've actually constructed stuff. on our on our YouTube. Uh, channel college view live stream you've actually constructed some playlists yeah. so if, for instance right now we're we're studying galatians uh on sunday in our sunday morning bible class and you've got a playlist there all, all those bible studies and
2: our, uh, works of the flesh and series
0: so. on Wednesday night we've just concluded a, a, a study of the works of the flesh and you've got a playlist there and so there's a lot of good resources remember that's a separate youtube channel college view live stream and then there's this channel The Virtual Bible Study, and uh, you can go way back and and look at past episodes of the Virtual Bible Study on on that YouTube channel. But on our website, we have links to uh, at least the audio. We've got a lot of video links, but we have audio links to all of our past programs going back almost 17 years. In July, we we will conclude 17 full years of the Virtual Bible Study. And unless there's been a, a, a dropped link somewhere, you could actually go back and access every one of those past episodes of the Virtual Bible Study. And so, if you do a search on our pay, on, on that page, and by the way, the the, the the entirety of those audio files is in the in the section called WMA, or which stands for Windows Media Audio. If you look at the WMA listings that uh, because initially that's how we we saved everything in that format you you could do a search on that uh, on that list and if you're studying a subject it it is there's a pretty strong probability that we've we've discussed that at some time or another on the virtual bible study and so you could use that as one of your study resources but uh, uh lots lots of information there uh, on collegeview.com and if you're Again, we we say this a lot, but if you're anywhere nearby and you can come and visit us at at the College View Church of Christ, we hope you'll do that. We're on the west side of Columbia. We're right across from Columbia State Community College, therefore the name College View. The Columbia State Community College, the largest community. is the largest community college in the state of Tennessee, the first and largest community college in the state of Tennessee. And it's right across the highway from us. And if you if you follow the signs and directions that get you to Columbia State Community College, you'll be at our doorstep as well. And we invite you to come and visit with us. All right, we're talking about hate on the virtual Bible study uh tonight. Because it actually is a Bible subject. I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people would think that it's not even discussed in the Bible. Only thing that's discussed in the Bible,
2: Josh, is love. But we're finding out that it is a Bible subject. That's right. That's right. Now we got a question in the chat room uh, from Brian in California and he says, should we be cautious in bringing a zealotry in our hatred of sin? Uh, I think, you know, <laughs> My guess is
0: what Brian is probably talking about. For for instance, we've used this several times tonight to illustrate our point. So if I'm very zealous about opposing homosexuality, there's the danger that I won't convey the fact that I love the homosexual. I love him. I love his soul. I want him to go to heaven when this life is over. I hate the sin that he's involved in. And so there's a balancing act there. And I suspect that's what Brian had. Brian, you can confirm this if you will, but I suspect that that's what Brian Brian is saying. We have to we have to present ourselves in such a way that the, the, we're, the people understand we're opposing the sin, but we love the sinner.
2: Right. I think we have to be careful. I think you can easily maybe attach the person to the to the sinful thing, and you know that guy he's doing that, and I don't like that, and I don't like him. You know, I, I think we can. Uh, I can. You know, if that's if that's what he's meaning by the question, I think we could easily get caught up in that if we're not careful. But to your point, we we need to love everybody. There's not a person that we'll run into uh, out here in the world that God didn't love and Jesus didn't die for. We need to love them, but you know, we we have to hate sin and evil. You know, uh,
0: several times through all these almost 17 years of the virtual Bible study, we've had different individuals join us, people that we differed with. On important doctrinal issues. Most recently we had a, a Baptist preacher from Illinois who joined us on the virtual Bible study. And I gotta tell you, we disagreed about almost everything we discussed that night. But we, we, I hope that we came across as, uh, loving individuals. I love that guy in, in, uh, uh, in Illinois. Uh, I, I hope the best for his soul. I, I do oppose and I adamantly oppose what he believes doctrinally, but I don't hate him at all. I love him. I want what's best for him. Right. That's the right approach. And and we've done that and, uh, all through our history on the virtual Bible study, and we always encourage people. Usually when we're setting up an interview like that, we say, now listen, we, we're going to end up disagreeing on this subject almost certainly, but we want to con- conduct ourselves in, in in the fashion that Christ would have us to do. And we can do that. So I, I think that's a good question that Brian brings up. All right, let's talk about God. Let's talk about God's hatred. God, so, so we said, there's three, we got to keep going back to this. There's three ways the Bible uses the notion of hate, malicious, unjustified feelings. No way. And God doesn't do that. God loves us, even when we're unlovable, but God does have an aversion or hatred toward evil and error. And and God does have a relative preference to things that makes anything contrasted to that seem like hate. We just talked about those two kinds of ways that the Bible uses the word hate that are appropriate, and God does that. We know that God is love. We already referenced 1 John 4, verse 8. God is love, but God hates, and so... It's not contradictory to his
2: loving nature when he hates. Yeah. In Jeremiah 44, uh, idolatry is what's being talked about. Uh, in verse 2, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Ye have seen all the evil that I have brought upon Jerusalem and upon all the cities of Judah. And behold, this day they are a desolation, and no man dwelleth therein, because of their wickedness which they have committed to provoke me to anger, and that they went to burn incense and to serve other gods, whom they knew not, neither they... Uh, ye nor your fathers albeit i sent to you uh, all my servants the prophets rising early and sending them saying oh do not this abominable thing that i hate but they hearken not nor incline their ear to turn from their wickedness to burn no incense unto other gods and so god hated idolatry he told them he hated it and he said the people are doing the thing that i hate yeah uh, and so god certainly hates evil and idolatry he was he was jealous and he wanted people to love him and worship him
0: but, you know, even when God hates a, an action of, an individ, of, of, of a person or persons, he always provides an opportunity for them to repent and be forgiven. Now, he, God will ultimately punish the wicked. And the Bible is full of instances where God ultimately punished people. But he always called for them to repent and gave the opportunity for repentance. And that's still true with us. You know, in Second in, uh, uh, Peter chapter 3, 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, verse 9, the Lord is not slack concerning his promises, some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works of the area and shall be burned up. So God's a loving God, and he's very patient and long-suffering. But there is an ultimate end to his patience. Uh, and, and he does punish wickedness and always has and will. Uh, have you got Proverbs 6 open? I do. This
2: is this is the classic right. passage. Right? Read it for us. Uh, Proverbs 6, beginning of verse 16, says, These six things that the Lord hate. Yea, seven are abomination unto him A proud look, a lying tongue Hands that shed innocent blood And heart that adviseth wicked imaginations Feet that be swift and run into mischief A false witness that speaketh lies And he that soweth discord among brethren uh, So, uh, yeah, actually a few years ago, Greg, you did a series on Sunday I did a whole series, I did, I did a lesson on each one of those yeah. seven things yeah, it's really good
0: uh, It's important to understand Because God hates them and we should hate them too uh, in our next break, we're going to uh, in our uh, in our trends uh, section that we do each week. We'll be in our next in our last break. It Talks about how people have come to accept abortion, and God hates that. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. God hates the act of abortion. There's just no doubt about that. Now, what would he? How does God react to that abortion? Doctor. Here's this doctor who's performing abortions, you know, and you read sometimes about doctors who've performed literally thousands of abortions. You know, the fact of the matter is that since 1973, when abortion became legal with, with the, the Roe versus Wade decision that we hear in the news a lot because it appears the Supreme Court thankfully may overturn that decision. You know, we certainly have been praying and hoping that for a long time that they would. But since 1973, almost 50 years ago, there have been over 60 million babies killed in the United States. That's an awful lot of innocent blood. And there, there are abortion doctors who have performed literally, individually, on their own, thousands of murders. God still loves that abortion doctor. Yeah. And we should too. But he hates that sin. It's abhorrent to him. It's an abomination. Uh, uh, Proverbs chapter six says, "Hands that shed innocent blood." So, yeah, God hates. Yeah. God hates. So, we're to be partakers of the divine nature. We're to become more and more like God is.
2: Well, I, I can't be like God unless I hate the things God hates. Right. Uh, Dwight Michelle in the chat room said, "Jesus overturned the money changers' table in the temple. He did not hate them, but what they were doing." And, and I think that's right. Uh, they were. They were. Turned in the house of God into uh, you know a place of business, and and Jesus did not like that or appreciate that.
0: Yeah, well we've 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 stepped all over our emailers here uh, because Jim references God hates evil and sin references Proverbs six, and Dwight pro- references Proverbs six and also Second Peter three verse nine which we just read as well. But both of those guys are uh, on board with us and agree that God does hate now. The other thing that we got to talk about, uh, let's grab our last break. When we come back, what about this the, the usage of the concept of hate in regards to having a preference for one thing over another so much so that it appears like hatred? I think we can identify that God does that too. And we'll talk about it when we get back. We're going to take our last break. We'll go to the top of our hour discussing what the Bible says about hate. Stay with us.
1: Have you checked out all of the resources on collegeview.com lately? Check it out now while you listen to these important messages. The Virtual Bible Study will be right back after this. Hi, my name is Bob Tidwell, and I want to remind you that the Virtual Bible Study provides a great opportunity to use your computer for something good. So turn off the TV and gather your family around the computer each Thursday night for the Virtual Bible Study.
0: We're tracking the trends on the Virtual Bible Study A new poll from Gallup finds that most Americans believe that legal abortion is, quote, morally acceptable, unquote, for the very first time in polling history, even though an overwhelming majority still oppose abortions in the third trimester of pregnancy and a majority oppose abortion in the second trimester. That information is via the Christian Post, June 7th, 2022. The word of God says in Proverbs 16, beginning verse 16, These things doth the Lord hate, hands that shed innocent blood
1: broadcasting around the world with truth that are out of this world. The Virtual
0: Bible Study. Take it away, guys. And we're going to go to the top hour, uh, continuing to discuss what the Bible says about hate. It is definitely a Bible topic. So, the third way that the Bible describes hate is a relative preference of one thing over another. And God does that. Uh, And and there's a a, a rather famous verse, it's actually been a somewhat controversial verse, Romans chapter 9, verse 13, Romans chapter 9, verse 13, it says, uh if I get my page turned over there, uh, Romans 9, 13 says, it is written, Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. God said he loved Jacob and hated Esau. Well, that's, that can't be right, can it? I mean, I thought we said we well, were supposed to hate
2: anybody. It says he hated Esau. How do we explain that, Josh? Well, I think, I think in, in this instance, again, it's not hate. Like he hated him. He, he could care less what happened to him. He, it was a, it was a preference thing. And just, just like the other examples that we've already mentioned, God preferred, uh, Jacob and he, uh, over Esau. And so, uh, Jacob was the one that he preferred, and, and you see the promises that are made, and, and uh, through Jacob, and that—that's—that's that's the sense in which God hated uh, Esau.
0: Yeah, and in, uh, there's an, a a passage that ties in with this in the, in the Old Testament prophet Malachi chapter one, verse two. I have loved you, saith the Lord. Yet ye say, Wherein hast thou loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, saith the Lord? Yet I loved Jacob, and I hated Esau, and laid his mountains and his heritage waste for the dragons of the wilderness. Whereas Edom saith, We are impoverished, but we will return and build the desolate places. Thus says the Lord host, They shall build, but I will throw down. They shall call them the border of wickedness, and the people against whom the Lord hath indignation forever. And your eyes shall see, and ye shall say, The Lord will be magnified from the border of Israel. (coughs) Actually, that expression... He loved Jacob and hated Esau is actually here explained that that's actually being used in regards to nations. And when he hated Esau, he hated the Edomites who were the descendants of Esau only because they had been wicked. And he's expressing his hatred of their wickedness. And so, again, that passage comes up. Sometimes... That passage in Romans nine thirteen will be used by people who believe in predestination. Yeah. God loved Jacob, and hated Esau, he, and so Jacob was predestined for all the good things that happen to him, and Esau was predestined for the damnation that that came upon him. And that's not true.
2: Yeah, even, it's, it's, a, it's a misuse. Well, even when they were in the womb, God said, "There's two nations yeah. there, and you know the One struggle with the other, right? And the struggle in between them."
0: Yeah. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, Jim says. We should hate sin like God does and have an aversion toward anything that may even look like sin. He read, Look this up for me, Josh. He references Amos 5.15. Amos 5.15. Amos 5.15. We'll look at that. Uh, let, let's see here. Uh, Dwight says, we are to hate any evil. One evil is not worse than another to God, whether it be lying, stealing, homosexuality, murder, adultery, drunkenness, immodesty, cheating, cursing, slander, backbiting, and so forth. When we do not hate evil, we can begin to tolerate it and then begin to accept it. Homosexuals used to be quite a, be quiet about their shameful sin, but through the course of time, people in the world, even church-going folks, have learned to tolerate it and now are accepting it and even promoting it. We do not hate the person but the sin. I think that Dwight's done a good job of describing it. What, what is that passage in
2: Amos 5.15 says, Hate the evil and love the good and establish judgment in the gate. It may be that the Lord God of hosts will be gracious unto the remnant of Joseph.
0: All right. Very good. All right. So the final question we ask, uh, well, they really both. What, so we see that God hates certain things and has relative preference to certain things. What kind of things sh- should we hate uh, to be like God? Well, we already referenced Psalm 119, verse 104. I hate every evil way. I love thy precepts. I hate every evil way. Uh, that That is so contrary to what the world says. Uh, I saw this, and I thought it was interesting how someone had satirically changed the wording of Psalm 119, verse 104. This would be the way the world today takes it. Through your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I believe one way is as good as another. So that's absolutely not true, but that's what the world would want us to believe. Uh, uh, the, the passage actually says, through your precepts I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every evil way. And that's what we should do.
2: Um, Josh, what do you got? Second um, Thessalonians chapter 2, uh, beginning at verse 10. Uh, well, beginning verse nine, it says, even him whose coming after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness and them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. I think the point there is just that uh, what we believe matters. Uh, and, you know, there there's plenty of things out there that are against the truth. And if we uh, refuse to see it, there's going to be, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have to pay for that. But if we love the truth and we believe in the truth and we don't have pleasure in unrighteousness, we'll be saved. Uh, and so it matters what we believe. Uh, and so we should hate error to the points that we've been making. We should hate false ways and love and cling to the truth. Yeah. Uh, here's here maybe one of the plainest statements in
0: all of the Bible about this. Psalm 97, verse 10. Ye that love the Lord, hate evil. That's a command. If you love the Lord, then you are commanded to hate evil. And so we can't be tolerant of it. We can't give it a pass. We have to hate evil. Not hate evildoers. We love the sinner, but we hate the sin. We say that over and over again. But that, uh, uh, mark that down. Psalm 97, verse 10. A command... To hate evil. If you love the Lord, you have to hate evil.
2: Yeah.
0: I think that's really important. Uh, and, of course, you know, if you stop to think about it, Josh, really, this is actually linked. I love the sinner, but I hate the sin because I hate what the sin is doing to the sinner. Yeah. It's destroying his present life and it's, and it's completely devastating his hope of a, of, of a positive eternity. So I I hate that sin. I hate that sin for what it's doing to the sinner. I, again, and Dwight just gave us kind of a long listing of different kinds of sin, but w- w- the reason why we hate sin is because we hate what it's
2: doing to the sinner. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. A re- really good point. Um uh, Psalm 51 verse 4 David uh said against thee the only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Um, so he recognized that sin is against God, uh, and God hates sin. And so if we're going to love God to the point we've been making, we're going to hate that sin. And when we, when we do wrong, we recognize what that does to God. Uh, you know, we, uh, the Hebrew writer talks about when we sin, we crucify Christ again and we put him to an open shame. And it's when we recognize how serious it is, that should cause us to hate it. Sin is yeah. what put Jesus on the cross. And so we shouldn't take pleasure in And doing that, because essentially we're putting him back on the cross again when we sin. Yeah. You know, so all of us, unfortunately, have had the experience of doing something that hurt
0: someone we loved. And we felt bad. We hated what we did because it hurt somebody we loved. Right? That's what we're saying here. We hate sin because it hurts God, the one who loves us ultimately.
2: We should hate sin because it, it hurts God. Uh, in the chat room, Grant and Janie uh, referenced Amos five verse twenty one. It says, "I hate, I reject your festivals, nor do I delight in your solemn assemblies." Uh, and so, people that aren't living lives pleasing to God, he he hates and rejects uh, their worship. It's not pleasing to them.
0: Yeah. Uh, Brian says, uh, "I was thinking a rare instance when Jesus became animated, agitated to the point of creating a physical motion, but he was cleansing." His father's temple. In the process, we we Jesus wasn't really Mm -hmm. animated. He hated what the money changers were doing. He didn't hate the he didn't hate those money changers. He died on the cross for those money changers and for all the rest of us too. But he died for them. But he hated what they were doing. I think that's a good observation, Brian. All right. did 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 we read? Did you just read Amos? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Uh, so finally, and we're just all but out of time, but finally, just like God, we have to have a relative preference for some things over others that will cause our feeling toward others to almost seem like hate. It's just a contrast. It's not literal hate. Uh, we already referenced Matthew 10:37, Luke 14:25 where Jesus uh, said, "You got to hate mother, father, uh, wife, children, brothers, sisters. Uh, but again, we know that in other places, the scriptures command us to love those people. So Jesus was just using hate in this relative sense, uh, love less, sometimes we say. And he even said in that context uh, that we have to hate our own life. Well, again, it's, it's relative. But if it came to it, I love God so much that I'd be willing to die, give up this life, in order to serve him faithfully. That's the way it ought to be.
2: Then same thing is said in John twelve and verse twenty five. Jesus said, He that loveth his life shall lose it, and he that hateth his life in this world shall keep it unto life eternal. Uh so you know, we have we have the choice uh between living and serving God, then the choice should be that we should hate living and we should choose serving God. Jim says, we should hate sin as
0: God does, have an aversion toward it, anything that may even look like sin, references Amos 5.15. We should prefer justice, righteousness, purity, obedience, following God through his Son, Jesus Christ, and loving his people. Uh, Dwight says, uh, references Matthew 10.37, He who loves father and mother more than me is not worthy of me. Galatians 6, But but in having said that, he contrasts that with Galatians 6.10 that says we're to do good all, to all men, uh especially those of the household of faith. Uh Romans 12.21, do not become over, overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We should always strive, he says, to seek the Lord in his ways. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. I think that's exactly right. All right. That's a Bible subject, Josh. It's a necessary one. All Bible subjects are necessary. This is one probably we,
2: we don't spend enough time talking about. Yeah. Well, until so that last point, seek first the kingdom of God. If we have anything above God, then we are actually hating God. We are we are putting things above Him, and we can't afford to do that.
0: Yeah, Kyle, any final thoughts? No, it's a good
2: study. It's needed, timely, uh, very timely in today's world. So yeah, hate what God hates, and love what you know God wants us to love. So exactly that's, right.
0: Well put. Well put. All right, that that concludes our study tonight on the virtual Bible study. Lord willing, we'll be back next week, same time, same place. Plan to join us. Tell others about the virtual Bible study. Until that time, read and study your Bible every day. Live by it. You'll never regret it.